Here's what's going to happen. Just leave him there. Leave him there. I'll, I'll tell you what to do with him. All right. So Taylor is going to shuffle these cards. Just shuffle them until you feel like they're good and mixed up. While he's doing that, go ahead. You start shuffling. The rest of you, if you want to be looking up the scripture, it is in the book of Judges chapter 4 and uh, verses 1 through 9 is where we're going to be. So if you want to be looking that up in your own, I'll have it up there too. But um, but uh, you can look that up. Did you turn me down? You can't turn it down on there? Okay, because I can't hear myself now. I know I'm loud, but yes, 4 verses 1 through 9. Uh, Judges chapter 4 verses 1 through 9. If you've been doing our Bible reading plan, we went through this like two weeks ago, um, which is when I got the idea for the sermon in reading through that. So, all right, so he's still shuffling here. Do you feel like they're good and shuffled? I've been shuffling them all day practicing this trick, so they should be fairly good and shuffled. Okay, then set them set on, the, on the table. I need you to make three even piles of them. Just break it into three even piles. Only do what I tell you to do with the cards. Don't. Okay, all right. That's pretty close to even. Now, pick one of the stacks, one of the piles there, and show the top card to everybody except me. The top card from one of the stacks. Make sure you know what it is. Make sure everybody knows what the card is. Okay? You got it? You put it back? Yes, put it back on top of this. Okay, over there. Yeah, put it back on top of the same pile. Okay, we good? Can I turn around now? Okay. So you put it back on top of the same pile, right? Okay, take the pile, it doesn't matter which pile, take the pile that you pulled that one off of, flip it over, flip the pile over, put that on top of one of the other ones. Yep, now take the third pile and put it on top of that, so you've got like a little Oreo there, some face down, some face up, some face down. Okay, now split the deck evenly, as evenly as you can. Okay, and shuffle it once, take those two and... Yeah, take the two of them and shuffle them together like a normal shuffle. Just one shuffle. Okay. Now, this is, take them. And I'm going to tell you which card was yours. I'm going to look at this here. I'm not getting that. Could be face up, could be face down. Um, I'm going to go with this one right here. What was your card? Ace of hearts. Man, I'm good. Look at that. Ace of hearts. I, how did I cheat? I didn't touch him until the very end. I didn't. How did I know I was turned around? All right, have a seat. Thank you, sir. All right, so who did all the work in that trick? Taylor. Taylor did all the work, right? All I did was pick them up at the end and, and, and shuffle them around, okay? All I did was pick them, and then I, I didn't even shuffle them. I just laid them out so I could see all of them. If you want, I'll do that again for you later. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the trick, but I'll, I'll do it for you again later, if you like. Huh? I'm not telling you that either. So, so he did all the work, but who gets all the credit for that cool card trick? I do, right? I get all the credit because I'm the one who knew what to do and everything. How many of you can think of a situation where you did a bunch of work and somebody else got all the credit? Anybody know this? Like, like you get that group project in school, right? 
and and you do like all the work, but everybody gets the A or whatever, right? You know what I'm talking about? Or maybe you're the guy taking the credit. That's possible, okay? So tonight we're going to talk about something somewhat similar to that. We're in Judges chapter 4, verses 1 through 9, and I'm just going to read this to you real quick here, uh, and we'll kind of pause a few times and, and, and pull some things out of it. So we're starting in verse 1. After Ehud died, the Israelites once again did evil in the eyes of the Lord. So the Lord sold them into the hands of Jabin, a king of Canaan who reigned in Hazor. The commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Harasheth Hagoyim. Well, that's fun. Because he had 900 iron chariots and had cruelly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years, they cried to the Lord for help. So Ehud was the judge of Israel. Back at this time, it was before they had a king, which is why the book is called Judges, because they had judges instead of kings. And Ehud was the judge, and he had died. And the judges were really good at keeping the Israelites on track, at keeping them following God and, and doing what they were supposed to. But then that judge died, and so they quit following God. All right, everybody, the Israelites were not good at following God after this. So what happens is the Lord allows them to go into captivity. He does this a lot. You'll find this very commonly in the Old Testament. And we've got a few main uh, characters here, okay, at this point. So far, all we have is two real main characters, and that's Jabin, who's the king that, that has taken them over, and Sisera, who is the leader of the ar army that has taken them over. So we got, we got Jabin and Sisera. Now, at this point, the Israelites realize there's a problem, right? Because he had 900 iron chariots and had cruelly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years, they cried to the Lord for help. So the Israelites at this point have realized that they need something. What do they need? That's not just a rhetorical. They need a leader. What else do they need? God, yes, okay. Thank you, church kid. Um, they're in captivity, so what do they need? Freedom is the, yeah, okay. So right now, they have a need. They need freedom. What, in your world, I want you guys to think like in your world, and your daily lives, what are some things that are needed? Okay, what are some things that the world around you needs? Water. Okay. Okay, the world needs God, yes, just like the Israelites did. Help with what? More specific. Everything. The world needs help. Society needs help as a general rule. I, I have a hard time disagreeing with that. Okay, you wrote an essay on that today? Oh, okay, that's good. Um, so here's what happens. Okay, we, he, they've, re they've realized the need. So here in verse 4, Deborah, Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, was leading Israel at that time. So she's the judge. She held court under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites came to her to have their disputes settled or decided. She sent for Barak, son of Abinom, from Kadesh and Naphtali and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you, Go, take with you 10,000 men of Naphtali and Zebulun and lead the way to Mount Tabor. I will lure Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his troops to the Kishon River and give him into your hands. So we found a need, okay? They need freedom. Just like you guys know, there are needs in your, in your world, in society. So here's what happens. Deborah, she's the prophetess. She's the, the judge. She calls this Barak guy. And she says, okay, the Lord has commanded you to go and defeat this army. That's pretty cool, right? The Lord says, hey, 
you follow these instructions and you're going to win a battle. And if when you win battles, that's awesome. You get you get honor. You get all kinds of good stuff. So she says to him, here is the steps. Here is how we can meet this need. We have a need. God has given us a way to meet the need. So what are some ways that you guys can help meet the needs that you see around you? This, again, not a rhetorical question. Prayer, yes. Prayer for who? Prayer about what? Pray for the problems. Okay. What else? What, what other ways can you guys meet needs? We talked about the need of society in general needing help because people are stupid, basically. Okay. What would you say? Pray for your friends, yes. Okay, let's get away from prayer. Prayer is awesome, and I'm going to get to that a little bit. But let's, let's be more specific. Go to church. Tell people about Jesus. What are you saying? Just do it. Do what, though? Again, I want to know the what. Uh, what is just do it? Just do it is a great slogan if you know what it is. And I'm trying to figure that out, huh? Make a change in what? Well, what are you changing? Do something about it. Okay, you guys are kind of getting the idea here. Michael Jackson, what? Change the world. Oh, okay. That's a good. Now we're singing Michael Jackson. Okay. So, so again, we have a need. We see the need. We know kind of the solution. We know the steps to take in order to meet that need. So then we're in verse 8. Barak said to her, if you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. Very well, Deborah said, I will go with you. But because of the way you are going about this, the honor will not be yours, for the Lord will hand Sisera over to a woman. So Deborah went with Barak to Kadesh. So what does Barak do here? He's got a problem. He, see, he sees the need. He's been given instructions for, for what to do. But so, and what does he do? He won't go what? No, that's not what he said. He won't go by himself. He's scared. Okay? He's scared. Now, it kind of makes sense because, you know, there's this whole army deal. But at the same time, when the Lord has given you this instruction, should you be scared of doing it? No. Okay, good. Some of you are paying attention. So, Barak is scared. He's like, I'll go, but only if you'll go with me. You know, it's like, it's like when you're a little kid and you'll only get like, okay, Mom, I'll go, but... You know, only if you'll hold my hand or whatever. That's kind of what he's doing. He, he's reverting back to childhood here. He's like, I'll go, but only if you'll go with me. I won't go by myself because I'm scared. And so now the rest of the story is that that's what happens. They go, they beat the army, yada, yada, yada. But here's the thing. My mom's name is Deborah. The name Deborah is still around. Okay, she spells a little differently. But my mom's name is Deborah. You ever heard of anybody named Barak? somewhat similar to Barack, okay, but it's not the same thing. It's not the same name. I know, I know. So he is not a well-known character in the Bible. Deborah is. Deborah, she gets a longer story. We get to hear more about her. She's one of the judges of Israel. But he doesn't get any honor. He doesn't get any fame. And not that he should be doing it for fame. He should be doing it because God told him to. But he's not doing it on his own faith he's relying on deborah's faith he's relying on deborah's relationship with god in order to for him to fulfill his call and the question is tonight here's kind of the crux of tonight is are you guys doing the same thing are you relying on the faith or the relationship with god that other people have that your parents have if you come from a family home i know that's easy to do when you come from a church family you just 
you know, everything kind of goes back to what your parents do, and you don't really have a relationship of your own. Maybe it's pastors. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the only person, the only adult of faith you know. And so you just assume that because I'm in a relationship with God, that counts for you. I'll tell you now, it does not. All right? Maybe it's some other friend. You have a friend who's in great relationship with God. You know that they are, they are, they are walking the, the walk, and they're walking in faith. And so, well, I'll just let them do it, and I'll tag along. Okay, that doesn't work like that. We have to live in our own faith. We have to live in our own walk with God. Now, the question is, how do we do that? Well, I've got three simple things, and uh, you're going to have heard them all. None of these are going to be exactly groundbreaking, but it's a good reinforcement. The first one is be in the Bible, okay? Be reading the Bible. The Bible is God's letter to you, okay? The Bible says that every, uh, we're in, hey, where'd it go? 2 Timothy 3, all Scripture is God-breathed. God wrote this letter. This is a letter that God wrote to us so that we could have His words. All Scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. We talked about things you need to do, things that you're going to do. You want to be equipped for good work? Be in the Scripture. Okay, the second one is this. If... If the Bible is how God, ta- God talks to us, how do we talk to God? Prayer, okay? But Jesus assumed we were going to pray. I've talked about this before. In Matthew chapter 6, in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, right before he gives the Lord's Prayer, he says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. Verse 6, he says, But when you pray, go into your room. And verse 7 says, And when you pray, do not keep on babbling. Now, when your parents... Imagine this situation. Your parents come to you and they say, hey, I need you to take out the trash. Okay, they say, I want you to take out the trash. And they say, when you do it, make sure you get uh, the trash from this one particular room. If they say, when you do it, is that a request or is that assuming it's going to happen? It's going to happen, right? If, now, if they were to say, If you take out the trash, then you have a choice. Then you have an option. But when you do something, if somebody says, hey, when you go do this, make sure you do it this way, that means you're going to do it. Jesus assumes we're going to pray. Why does he assume that? Because he knew what James was going to write later in the New Testament, which is James 5.16. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Okay? Prayer is effective. Prayer is powerful if we are walking in relationship with God. So be praying. Be praying to God. Be praying with your requests, okay? But it's not just about a to-do list for God. Praying, you know, it's a, it's a conversation. So that's the second way is be in prayer. A third way is be in fellowship with other believers. We, t- we had the Ohana series two months ago. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen was our, like, go-to verse for that whole thing. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. We are encouraged to be in relationship with other Christians. You guys are here, so you're doing that part. Awesome. That's the easy part, right? Going to church and being with other Christians is the easy part. But, but the other two are really the ones we, get, we struggle with. And I'll admit, there's times when I wake up and my first in- instinct is not to read the Bible. My first instinct is to get on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, I admit there's times when it's very easy for me to get up and check the weather, check Sports Center, check Twitter, check Instagram before I read the Bible. Okay, you have to make that 
of priority. There have been times that I've gotten behind on the year reading plan. I've had to catch up a little bit. That's okay. We all do that. But we have to make that relationship, the prayer and the uh, the prayer and the reading part of the relationship are the way that we stay in a relationship. They're the way that we continue to walk in our own faith. You see, it's not about your parents' faith. It's not about my faith. It's not even about the pastor's faith. But your walk, if you want to fulfill the call that God has given you, you say, you know what, I know what God has called me to do. I know there are things that even now I can be doing. I may not be a preacher right now, or I may not, whatever, I may not have a title right now of pastor, but there are things that I can be doing to meet the needs around me, the spiritual needs of people around me. I can do things, but in order to do that, you have to be in relationship. You cannot take the credit for my faith. Okay, just like Taylor couldn't take the credit for what I did in the card trick, you can't take credit for my faith. You have to have your own faith. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to pray over you guys. I want to say a prayer tonight. And I encourage you, if you've been slacking in your relationship with God, you know who you are. And right now, you're probably feeling like, yep, that's me. I'm not going to ask you to stand up or, or do anything wild. I just want you to acknowledge in your own heart. I want you to, to be praying as I'm praying. You don't have to repeat after me, just in your own heart. Be praying and ask God for strength. Ask God for encouragement. He will do that. Heavenly Father, right now I pray that each student here, Lord, would not be reliant upon the faith of another. God, that nobody in here would rely on the faith of a family member or an adult or a pastor or a teacher or whoever else, God, but that each person in here would have a strong walk with you. They would have their own faith. Lord, that they would be able to talk to you and they would be able to communicate with you and they would know what you're, what you're saying to them and they would be aware of your will and they would not be, God, conformed to the world like the Bible says in the New Testament, Lord, but that it would be you who is leading and guiding their life, Lord, that you would be the one who, is, who has control over their lives, that they would not be reliant upon somebody else. Lord, I pray that you would bring this this message to mind throughout this week, Lord, that they would remember it, that they would have the opportunity, God, to put, to put faith into action, Lord, that they would be presented with opportunities to step up and to fulfill the call that you've given to them. God, that the things that you have for them, the plans that you have for them would come to fruition, Lord, but they, would, but they, they have to do their own work sometimes. And so, God, in your grace, I pray that you would give them those opportunities God, tonight I pray that, Lord, that each student in here would be blessed. Lord, keep them safe, keep them healthy. God, bless their relationships, bless their, their schoolwork, bless their star test this week. Lord, that they would be blessed and they would be walking in your light and in relationship with you, God, in everything that they do. God, tonight we love you, we thank you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.